Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Friday, the 9th of February. Hope you've had a great week as we uh, continue to watch the markets kind of bounce around, but it seemed to be in an upward trajectory. Uh, we'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. As a matter of fact, I've got some debt numbers I find very interesting today um, that we'll bring out. So hey, remember, though, that uh, there's one thing that uh, we can take control of in this ever-changing world, and that's how much risk you have in your current portfolio. You need to know what that number is, and you need to know what that number should be based on your current circumstances and how close you are to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design, where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. 5.7 Highlands Light FM. Philip Stuttler and I were on the phone talking politics and almost lost track of time. It's 8.43 here, 17 now before 9, and this isn't even a political show here this morning. We're talking money. Let's find out what's going on on your financial picture with Philip Stattler from Stattler Financial Services, who's on the phone this morning. Philip, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well to end up this first full week of, uh, of February, and uh, yeah, you can't complain about the markets for sure. <laughs> I absolutely not. The uh, market is going, hoo-ha, wow, hoppy days are here again. The Standard & Poor's actually crossed 5000 for a little while yesterday, kind of chickened out, and we ended up settling down at uh, 4997.91, rounding up to 4998. It was up two and a, you know, a little over two and a half points yesterday. Dow ended up gaining the kind of numbers that you like to see it gain, something sustainable, up only about 49. And the NASDAQ was up, too. I mean, that was just a basically darn good day on Wall Street. Hard to turn down numbers like that because the small gains are the ones you can say might be sustainable, right? Well, that, that's right. You like the small little increases versus the big jumps. I mean, you like the big jumps, don't get me wrong, but but you know that the little incremental increases are more likely to stick than those big, big jumps. Absolutely. I see a 300-point jump in the Dow, and I say, oh, good, that was fun. When's it going to fall again? Because that number doesn't get sustained. But when you look at, okay, 48.97 on the Dow, that was a 0.13% increase. I mean, if we could do that every day, it'd be gangbusters. So, I mean, it's a sustainable number. And then a couple of flat days offset it, and we can look at the kind of, oh, 10% per year increases that we like seeing in stock values. That's, that's right, Dave. And that's, and that's the key, as steady as she goes. Absolutely. So by and large, a good day. But yeah, the psychological bearer of 5,000. Uh, don't know whether we're going to keep the momentum up on the S&P today, but I mean, two and a half bucks more is all it's going to take to be able to set that 5,000 psychological record. Uh, there's supposed to be, and uh, we were talking about it before we went on the air, an update to the consumer price index today based upon uh, seasonal factors. Uh, you were reading that they probably won't even say anything about it unless it makes a big change. Is that why I can't find anything? Yeah, I think so. I read a little blurb about that from one of the analysts. And we'll, we'll take no news being good news on that front because the trend is generally down into the controllable range on that. You did find some uh, flies in the uh, ointment anyway as far as the economy to kind of address something that uh, you and I have been talking about for a long time, about credit card defaults and auto loan defaults where we're seeing some uh, dark clouds on the horizon, I gather, huh? We are seeing some some winds shifting there. So credit card and auto delinquencies, 
This article said sword, especially in the age group of 18 to 39. Um, and, and so I got some total numbers here that I find really um, gasping to say the least. Aggregate household debt balances increased by $212 billion in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, that's now our total household debt is at $17.5 trillion. That's up um, $3.4 trillion since the pandemic started. And I'm just going to bet a nickel that it tends toward concentrating toward the younger end, right? Well, they don't have that broken down for me, but I'm guessing right. so based on the default numbers they talked about earlier. Um, and it, it's um, auto loans. We saw an increase of $12 billion last quarter, and that's now at $1.6 trillion. Uh, credit card debt was up 25 billion. Um, and so that's a, that's a pretty big jump in that number. I find this one a little scary though, Dave. Uh, mm. Balances on home equity lines of credit. Uh -oh. Where people are borrowing against their house, they, they have a mortgage probably, but they're still going out and buying the, borrowing the equity um, to pay off other stuff. Um, home equity lines increased by $11 billion that was the seventh consecutively quarterly increase since the first quarter of 2022. And now that number sits at $360 billion in home equity lines of credit. Um, you know, those you default on those, it's just like defaulting on your mortgage, right? They can come out and get you and take yeah. your house and, and for the mortgage. So, you know, that's those, those numbers are getting a little scary. Uh, yeah, and we all know, and uh, even even folks that with, with not really particularly long-term thinking, everybody knows the advice is like almost biblical. You don't use your home equity as a piggy bank unless you're absolutely desperate, which uh, you got to assume at least the majority of the people that are taking out those things are approaching a point of desperation for one reason or another, as much as all the ads say, hey, the interest rate is lower. But like you said, you mess that loan up and you lose your home. So that's really not a good sign whatsoever. No, and that that uh, credit card debt, I finally found the numbers. One point one trillion dollars, um, and and so default rates, serious delinquencies are are the highest they've been since two thousand eleven. Whoa, see, Biscuit, that even includes the pandemic years. So I'm not yep. the least bit happy to hear that. And yeah, and uh, let's see, one point one trillion. We were uh, you know going goo goo eyes just about six eight months ago when uh, consumer credit card debt passed $1 trillion, so that's a 10% increase over the record we set just a few months ago. And, uh, I, you and I have been talking about this, that you know, a couple of analysts are saying the next big bubble is going to be the auto loan market. I mean, okay, fine, I'm an old coot, so I bought a new car back, a, back about a year, year and a half ago, and I kind of went googly eyes over the notion of paying $26,000 for a new car, and that was a basic car. Uh, imagine doing that with an entry-level salary at 19, 20 years old where your job security is not all that high. You're junior on the seniority list, so if you're working for some of those tech companies you and I are talking about, you're probably going to be among the first that's going to be let go during a job cutback. Uh, it just the, the sheer volume and the price of a new car is just at the point where it's, uh, it's, there's a bubble out there somewhere that really concerns me. Yeah, it, it does, and it, it continues to be... Uh ever mindful when we see these kind of numbers that, hey, look, it, it 
who knows what it's going to take for that to actually happen. Um, but it wouldn't take much for that to happen. I saw another headline. You might like this one. Mm. Um, the stock market right now resembles the Y2K surge that we saw back in 1998 to 2000. Um, so I, I found that little headline. I didn't get to, to dig down deep. I saw the chart. The chart, chart does look pretty close to, uh, and it, it's referring basically comparing the internet to AI. I was going to say is that the, you're talking about the NASDAQ bubble that we went through and crashed that followed, right? Yep. Yep. So actually, mm. this is looking at the S&P 500, though. The S&P 500 still took a big bath that year, too. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and they're they're talking about, you know, the Internet in relation to what AI looks like today versus the dot-com bubble back then. So um, something to keep your eye on anyway. Yeah, I was going to surprise. I'll say I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked because I've been poking fun for a long time. Companies got a crummy report. All they have to do is we're exploring the possibilities of artificial intelligence. And all of a sudden, half the investors go, oh, wow, got to buy that turkey. It <laughs> doesn't matter if your business has nothing to do with it, but all you got to do is mention artificial intelligence, and all of a sudden you're a darling on Wall Street for at least a day or so anyway. we got a few reports that are out there today, and some of them are big household names, among others. Pepsi, how'd they do this quarter? So Pepsi came out, and uh, they – so-so, right? So they, they missed on revenue. They beat by a little bit, like six cents, dollar seventy-eight on earnings, um, and they're looking at, and, and it makes sense, right? People are budget conscious now. They can't just go out and buy a slew of Pepsi or a whole bunch of snacks um, because they're just so much more expensive than what they used to be. Um, mm -hmm. And they continue to say that that's going to be a drag on them in this next quarter. Um, they were down earlier this morning. Now they have turned around. They were down about one and a half percent earlier this morning. They have turned it around uh, and are up about a third of a percent right now. Okay. You got to keep in mind too, Pepsi is, yeah, they're the soda pop manufacturer, but they own a bunch of big uh, fast food brands too. So they're a measure of discretionary income on the low end of the scale as well. But that's right. They, they really are. Um, Absolutely. And then you had uh, Pinterest, you know, yep. it, uh, it's been a high flyer there for a little while, really kind of bounced back. But they uh, they beat on earnings in the fourth quarter. They missed on revenue. Um, and then, of course, they came out and gave weaker than expected forecast for this current quarter. And so that's got them down 8.6% this morning. That's fallen out of bed by a little bit. Pinterest is, yeah, I mean, you look at the big ones, uh, you know, the big social media, the uh, the meta group, and, uh, well, Twitter's still up there somewhere, even though it's not necessarily what it used to be. Uh, Pinterest is kind of the second tier as far as social media, so they're kind of a canary in the coal mine, i got to believe. And that could be. But to me, Pinterest is really different than the other social medias, right? Pinterest is, I want to find out how to cook something. I want to find out how to make something. You go to Pinterest point. to get ideas. So it, it's a little bit different from that standpoint. Um, well, still got to monetize it one way or the other. Right. And in terms of that's hit right. rate compared to Facebook, they're small potatoes. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, that's true. Um, I got two travels for you today. We've got Expedia Group came out, and uh, they, they came out, and um, they beat on earnings. 
but they well they're i guess you can't really say they missed on revenue they they basically came in in line with what the revenue was expected to be they did make a couple announcements one is i guess one of the areas they really missed on was air travel um mm. they missed the ex- expectations for air travel they also have their ceo is uh gonna finally retire the middle of may and the successor is going to come in so all those things put together and it's not good for expedia they're down 16 percent this morning ouch i was going to make a flip remark about too many doors falling off airplanes for a travel company <laughs> but when you're when you're changing your ceo that's probably even more disconcerting isn't it yeah so it really is now you did have united airlines now they didn't report uh, mm-hmm. but they were uh, upgraded so uh by uh Somebody I can't remember is Evercore ISA. They don't know who they are, but they got upgraded, and that upgrade's got them up about three and a half percent this morning. Cool, take that happily. About the only thing I heard about that caught my eye was, and we were making fun of uh, artificial intelligence. The people that invented the uh, reduced instruction set chips, ARM Holdings, they were up by sixty percent yesterday. See what I mean about glamour all of a sudden hitting? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had good guidance because everybody's buying more arm chips. So, yeah. <laughs> Resetting the table, modest update yesterday. The Standard & Poor's everybody's going to be watching today because it's just like a fingernail's width away from a 5,000 close today, 45 minutes before we open. What are the odds of that happening so far? Right now, it's looking pretty good. The Dow's up two-tenths. Right now, the S&P 500 is up a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up four-tenths of a percent. So, uh, chances are pretty good, Dave, that uh, at the open we will be over 5,000. Um, see how we can hold on to that today. On the other side, we've got silver down two-tenths of a percent. Gold's down three-tenths. Uh, crude oil is up almost two-tenths of a percent to $76.36 a barrel. That's uh, bigger than two-tenths from yesterday morning when we do day-to-day. I think we were only in the 74 range yesterday, weren't we? Uh, we we were yes. That's definitely an oh poop reaction from my standpoint. <laughs> Asian rim market generally evenly up, nothing really exciting again, except for the Chinese mainland markets. They're in a recovery mode right now off of their government uh, money loosening policies. Everything was up though modestly, and in Europe they're doing about the same thing. Uh, the overall European index is only up by about nine tenths, uh, nine one hundredths of a percent, but everything is pretty much in green ink halfway through their day as well. Polishing off the week, Phil, if you're going to be doing your taxes over the weekend, you might want to try to figure out how to make sure that you got money after you retire. How do I find you to make sure that happens for me? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design, where we'll help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 95.3 FM. And back here again Monday morning on Light FM with an update as to what's going on then. Philip, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, my friend. Bye, buddy. You too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.